Experience worship. True worship. Experience the word. Bringing you wholeness. Experience the warmth of fellowship. Experience wholeness at Lighthouse. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday at the Lighthouse. House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. Visit our website at www.lighthousenergy.org or contact us at info at lighthousenergy.org. The Lighthouse, lighting your pathway to destiny. the Lord. Okay, so we're going to continue this morning, but I would like to encourage us, please. Particularly, you know, and that's... Okay, let me just go. Okay, so we're doing working in Dominion, and last week I started, and I'm just going to kind of do it like a recap, and you permit me to even go back a bit. Okay, so... I'm going to read from Hebrews 2 this morning. Last week I read uh, Genesis 1, 26 to 28 and uh, uh, Psalms 8 from verse 4, I think. But this morning I'm going to read Hebrews 2, verse 8. And it's quite interesting because it is a combination of... uh, let me see now. Let me do in KGV. It's a combination of. Where is it now? Okay, I'm going to start from verse 6. Please go back to verse 6. Of, start from verse 5, actually. Because it's a combination of Psalm 8 and Matthew 28. Okay, so I start from verse 5. It says. For he has not put the world to come, of which he speak in subjection to angels. It says, but one testified in a certain place, saying, What is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you take care of him? You have made him a little lower than the angels. Here we said last week that it is not angels, it is a little lower than Elohim. You have crowned him with glory and honor, and set him over the works of your hands. Verse 8 says, you have put all things in subjection under his feet. He's talking about man. He says, for in, that he, for in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. He says, but now we do not yet see all things put under him. If you go further, he says, but we see Jesus. So he's talking about man here. That for in that he put all in subjection under him. He says you have put all things in subjection under his feet. And I said that this scripture is actually a combination of Psalm 8 and Matthew 28 and verse 18. So dominion is real. Dominion is what God created man for. Hallelujah. Dominion is what God created man for. And I'm going to just, some of the things I said last week, I, I, I feel impressed to also like repeat them repeat some of them repeat some of them because once those things sink inside 
It will change our posture and our perspective about certain things. Praise the Lord. I said last week that redemption takes us off the earthly places under the rulership of Satan. So once you are born again, you, yes, Satan is the god of the world. That's what we know. And we said last week that Adam handed the keys over, excuse me, over to him. Like under the authority over to him. But once you are born again, it says, and I said it last week, I said there is a spiritual relocation. But because we don't see it physically, we don't kind of like, you know, we are not, we, we are not that conscious of it. We don't take advantage of it. There's a spiritual relocation once you become born again. So even though you are in the world, like Jesus said, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. We are not of the world. So, once we become born again, we are not under that general covering of, you know, the power of Satan. And I'm going to read Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2, from verse 1. I'm going to read it in the CEV, Contemporary English Version. I know you don't have that, but please just listen to me. Because it, it renders it in a way that I particularly like okay it says in the past you were dead because you sinned and fought against god verse 2 says you followed the ways of this world and obeyed the devil that is when we're not born again it says he rules the world and his spirit has power satan has power over everyone who doesn't obey god who doesn't obey god so when we were unbelievers satan had power over us but once we became believers and the way he's saying it here he says everyone who doesn't obey god that means that people don't, who obey god he doesn't have power over them am i right so once we become born again we cease to exist under the rulership of satan like i said jesus said you are in the world but you are not of the world so satan does not have does not exert that kind of power over you hallelujah that is key that is so key it's so key that we get that you know yes we are in the world but come on like i said yesterday like i just said now i'm in nigeria but i'm not in nigeria and i want you to hear that with the voice with the voice of your with the air of your spirit the air of your spirit I am in the world, but I am not of the world. I am in the world, but I am not of the world. I have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness and translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. I said it last week. It is a spiritual relocation. But because it is not physical, because when you got born again, nothing changed about you. We just think it is just something, you know. Hey, I'm born again, yes, glory to God, I'm going to heaven. It is much more than that. Hallelujah. It is much more than that. So what happens is that Satan trades on our ignorance. And we're so ignorant. We're so, so ignorant. He trades on our ignorance. He, like I said, when you got born again, okay, some of us did uh, Believer's Foundation. Some people didn't even do anything. We got born again. We just come to church, you know, and all of that. So, he trades on our ignorance to establish his kingdom. That's what he does. 
I saw a scripture this week, and it was so interesting. Isaiah 5. Isaiah 5, verse 13. Isaiah 5 and verse 13. You version has rearranged, or I don't even know whether it's only it's my phone. I, I, no, I don't want to... Uh, NKJV, please. I don't know whether... I'm sure it's on my phone. It's like they have rearranged the order of... Um, who knows what I'm talking about? They have. It's like now it is in alphabetical order instead of the way it was in the, you know, before. Okay. So, I said I saw the scripture and it was so, it was so enlightening. It says, therefore my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. Mm. Mm. They have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. A lot of times we just walk into the trap of Satan by ourselves. Willingly. Hmm? Because we have no knowledge. Because we have no knowledge. We enter into captivity. Because we have no knowledge. Hallelujah. It says, therefore, my people have gone into captivity. Last week I said, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Hosea 4, 6. But this one says, they have gone into captivity. They entered in, you know, deliver us from... Uh, that's um, Lord's prayer. Please remind me. Lead us not into, uh -huh. so a lot of us lead ourselves into temptation. We lead ourselves into the zone of Satan. Satan has a zone. Your life is not part of the zone of Satan, but we leave our place and we just walk because of ignorance. Because of ignorance. First Peter five and eight. First Peter 5 and 8. First Peter 5 verse 8. It says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion. He's not a lion. He says he walks about like a roaring lion. He says he's seeking whom he may devour. He's seeking. And when he finds people who don't have an understanding, they are easy prey. Mm. People who don't have knowledge, they are easy prey. He says he's seeking whom he may devour. So it's not as if, you know, say, ah, um, I don't want to say, you know, like we said, yeah, you should like bagger. Ah, 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 ah. He is seeking. You remember the story of Job? When they, when, when, at the beginning of Job, they said that the sons of God gathered. And Satan also walked in amongst them. Anybody can remember. Let's go to Job 1. Okay? Let's go to Job 1. Let it not be like I'm just saying what is not in the scripture. Job 1. Okay? It says from verse 6. It says, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro. Some people, some people have the ministry of going to and fro on the earth. And from walking back and forth. What is he doing? He's seeking whom he may devour. He's going to and fro, back and forth, seeking whom he may devour. That's what he's doing. So the ministry of walking about is the ministry of Satan. Hmm? 
It's the ministry of Satan. He says, where are you from? Where, where did you come from? He said, ah, bros, from going to and fro on the earth, going about his ministry. The ministry is seeking whom he may devote. So please, let that, if, I, if nothing else sinks in this morning, please let that sink in. Satan does not have rule over you. Uh-uh. You are not one of his own. As long as you are born again, you are not under the rule of Satan. Whatever happens, it is that you willingly walked in or gave him room because of ignorance. Hallelujah. Because of ignorance. And then another thing that I want to say that I didn't say last week, even though I penned it down, was that dominion has boundaries. Dominion has boundaries. And what do I mean? God did not give you dominion over another human being. Uh-uh. That's witchcraft. Huh? That's witchcraft. God did not give us dominion over human beings. Let's look at that Genesis 1, verse 28. Genesis 1 and verse 28. Because we have to be careful. So, husband, God did not give you dominion over your wife. Did anybody hear that? Did you hear it? Did you hear it? They are not answering me. They are not answering. Please. God did not give you dominion. God has not given us dominion over human beings. He says, then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over what? The fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth, that moves, animals, plants, whatever. God did not give us dominion over human beings. So when you dominate another human being, you are practicing witchcraft. That's what you're doing. You're practicing witchcraft of the highest order. You don't have to begin to fly before you're a witch. Uh-uh. No. You don't have to begin to fly. You don't have to have wings or eat in the night. No. Once you are dominating another human being, you're a witch. Do we know any witches? They are laughing. Is anybody a witch here? Repent now, quickly. God did not give us dominion over human beings. We are to dominate situation and circumstances. That's what we're supposed to do. Dominate situations and circumstances. Create alongside with God. We are co-creators with God. And that's why we have, God has given us dominion. Okay, so I continue this morning. Uh, the things that we need to, the title of this message is Walking in Dominion. The things that we need to be aware of, that we need to know and have before we can walk in dominion. Praise the Lord. So last week I talked about knowledge. I talked about knowledge of who you are in Christ. And I talked about knowledge of who God is. So you could actually tag that one, A and B. Knowledge. Knowledge is so key. Awareness is, is fundamental. You don't know, you, what you don't know, you can't partake of, you can't possess. 
what you don't know. It's like you have an inheritance. You, you, you know, we hear different stories. Like there was a particular story of, a, of an old woman who uh, worked for a rich man. And when the man was about to die, the man gave her a painting. Gave her a painting. And she hung the painting in her little hut. Meanwhile, she was poor, death poor. Poor. Couldn't feed, couldn't do. When she died, they entered her hut and they saw that painting. And that painting was worth millions of dollars. And she hung it in her hut and she was poor. She was wretched. So, what you do not know, you cannot partake of. You have an inheritance. You, you don't know that you have the inheritance. What's going to happen? You can't partake of it. You will not enjoy it. So, knowledge is very fundamental to dominion. Very fundamental to dominion. Number two this morning, our words and confessions. Our words and our confessions. <laughs> very key also to dominion our words and our confessions are very key to dominion you know we just use words anyhow we just talk anyhow we just you know anyhow <laughs> words are spiritual words are spiritual john 663 john 663 words are spiritual John 6, 63. 63, I didn't say 33. It says, Jesus speaking, it says, it's the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. It says, the words that I speak to you are spirit and life. Words are spiritual. Words are spiritual. Proverbs 6 and verse 2. Proverbs 6 and verse 2. Words are spiritual. We should not use words anyhow. We should not be flippant in our speaking. It says you are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken captive. I think KJV says you are taken captive by the words of your mouth. Our words are important. We don't use words anyhow. We just talk anyhow, you know. We just talk anyhow. Just say anything anyhow. You know, quite a number of times when you want to, it's not all the time that you must talk. If you don't have anything good to say, keep your mouth shut. Some of us need to learn that. You know, I have caught myself from uttering some words. It's like you want to say something and then I say, mm. because I realize that bringing out that word is, oh no, is going to be counteractive. I'm not abusing anybody. I don't know how to. I don't abuse. Abi? PG, I don't abuse now. I don't abuse. No. I don't abuse. I just, you know. I'm a Yoruba woman now, so you know how we Yoruba talk. But I don't abuse anybody. But I know that when that word, if I say it, ah, no. It is not who I am. So I, I retract my words. We must watch the words that we speak. Hallelujah. You must watch the words that we speak. They are spiritual. Words are not just anything that you just open your mouth and say, bah. no, no, no. Mm -mm. Please, I want you to have a different perspective about words from today. You just don't speak anyhow. 
Words are spiritual. Proverbs 18, verse 21. Proverbs 18, verse 21. And I'm going to show, you know, uh, the psalmist understood this. And there's some scriptures that, you know, David talks about. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So your mouth is a dispenser. You can dispense life. You can dispense death. Which do you want it to dispense? Your mouth is a dispenser. Your mouth is a dispenser. So you have to watch what you are saying. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And there's so many scriptures about the, about the mouth. So many. Talk about James. When he says, if you want to, if you say you practice religion, bridle your tongue. I think that's James 3. You know? So, aha. See? For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, can you imagine? He's a perfect man. He's a perfect man. So please, our words are so important. Our words. Words are spiritual. God needs our words. For you to walk in dominion, you need to, you need to understand how to use your words. You can't be talking anyhow, saying anything. Saying anything. And like I said, there are so many things about words in the scripture. Ephesians talks about watching, let me see, I think that's Ephesians 4. Can somebody look that up for me? We're talking about, no, let me just, let me just open it. Our words are so important. And, you know, we be able, even as believers, we don't put, we don't, we don't, we don't put value on what we say. We just say anything. And that's not the way of God. That's not the way of God at all. I think it's for, what is it now, 20 something? Mm, 28. No, 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 no. Let me see. Yes, 29. It says, Ephesians 4:29. It says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. But what is word? Your words are, you cannot just afford to be saying anything. Like I said, if you don't have, it's better you don't say anything at all. Better you don't say anything anything at all better you don't say anything at all if there's a situation on ground and it is a chaotic situation and you cannot speak life into that situation just just hold your mouth hallelujah just hold your mouth just hold your mouth don't say anything if you don't have anything good to say and that should be issue am i right so when you talk 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 talk, talk, talk how you will not say like I said, your words are spirits. Mm. Your words are spirit. Okay, I'm going to talk about confession as well. But when um, people you say babalawo and all of that, I'm going to go in and forth because their mouths. That's why no. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. But because they understand that words are spirits, they sent their word. The Bible says, uh, yes, yeah, Psalm Psalm 107 says he sent his word and he heals them. Your words can be sent on an errand. Whoever needs to hear it will hear it. So, we cannot afford to be flippant with our words. Praise the Lord. I wanted to read Psalm 19, verse 14. And, yeah, 
and starts was praying here, it's acceptable in your sight. So that means that there are some words that we speak that are not acceptable. In fact, a lot of the things we say are not acceptable. Am I right? Talk now. We are in the same boat. Don't worry. I'm not. Yes, now. <laughs> a lot of the things we say are not, are not acceptable. Praise the Lord. So we need to watch our words. God needs our words because. We, dominion exists also through your words. Like I said, he sent his words, someone who said, and heals them. So your words can be sent on an error. But when you say, I think it's that James talk about, talks about the, word, the same mouth that we used to praise God. We used the same mouth to do something. He says, is he right? When you do three, I'm sure that a lot of, a lot of us know this. It says, by faith we understand that the walls were framed by the word of God. So that the things which to us, how many know that this applies to us? How many know that this applies to us? You don't know. The walls were framed by the word of God. Yes. When he was creating the word, there was no raw material. The, raw, the only raw material was the word. So your words are raw material for creation. They are raw material for creation. Don't be, just be throwing it anywhere, saying anything. No. Our words are raw material for creation. Hallelujah. So, we must be careful how we say, what we say. It says our, the world was framed by the word of God. And we can also frame our world with our own words. Praise the Lord. So, like I said, when something is happening and you don't understand it, Say what you want to see. Don't say what you are saying. Very important. Say what you want to see. There's a situation on ground. Say what you want to see. Don't say what you are seeing. Don't say ah. You, tell, you know and how people, you know how we can exaggerate. They add sugar and salt and sugar and the milk to the tea. Don't say what you are seeing. Some people say ah. That is denying the fact. No no no. That's not denying the fact. That is enthroning the truth, the truth of the word of God. So when things are happening and you don't like what you, say what you want to see. Don't say what you are saying. Hallelujah. It's very important. It's very important. Don't just say, okay, this is the situation. But you impose the word of God on that situation by saying what you want to see. And I go on to confession. I know that, thank God, that knowledge is abounding because I don't know how many of you have. When we gave our lives, when I'm not Methuselah, but at least I've been, in, I've been in Christianity for a bit. We did not understand anything about confession. The first time I saw, I heard about confession, my neighbor, our, my neighbor in the very first place we lived when we got married, just came, we used to pray together. They are pastors in Foursquare now. They were pastors in Foursquare even at that time, but now they are, you know, they pastor a church. They were just, so they came, we used to pray together, and then the woman came and gave me a booklet. It was full of confession. I said, what's this one? As in, you know, they printed it out, and it was bound. It was confessions of the, that was my first time of seeing that kind of thing. It was confession. I said, that's, 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 it was not confession from, it was confession from a particular church. I won't mention 
I said, eh. She gave it to me so that I could, you know, be... But because I was not used to it, nobody had taught us anything about confession, so to say. But we thank God now that, like I said, knowledge is abounding and light is increasing. Confessions are so key. Confession is key. And that is why your word is also key. Because those things tie, they tie together. They tie. Confession is key. Confession is key. Romans 10. Even though we use this scripture for, for new believers, Romans 10 from verse 9. Romans 10 from verse 9. It says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So if you believe in your heart and you don't confess with your mouth, what is happening? Nothing now. Is, I think I have said this before. Confession, uh, believing and confession are two sides of a coin. It's a coin. So you cannot take believing, you cannot take confession away from believing, neither can you take believing away from confession. It's the two sides of a coin. So if you believe, you don't confess. You confess, you don't believe. It's not working. Like I said, we use this particularly for people, but that is the way it is. Anywhere, anyhow, you believe, you confess. Second Corinthians 4, I think, verse 3. Can you give that to me? Second Corinthians 4. No, is it, is it 4 3? We believe, therefore we speak. No, it's not. What's that? Give me that scripture. Second Corinthians, I think it's Second Corinthians. Help me look for that scripture. We believe, therefore we speak. There's a scripture like that, Minister Joe. Uh -huh, 413. Okay. And, and says, and since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. So if you believe, you will speak. Says we also believe and therefore we speak. So your speaking is your confession. You believe, you confess. You believe, you confess. So confession is a law that has been given to us believers to bring things to pass supernaturally confession you 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 cannot but confess because it is a sign that you believe hallelujah so confession is also key job 22 28 says thou shalt declare a thing and it shall be done unto you job 22 uh-huh you will also declare a thing and it will be established for you but you have to declare it before it is established you don't declare there's no establishment. So, so light will shine on your ways. And I'm going to say once, there's, there's a phrase, and the people that know it will know it. It's a, a, a particular ministry uses it as a byline. Don't stop talking it. Keep saying it. How many of us know that? That's, 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 don't stop, don't stop talking it. Keep saying it. Don't stop talking it. Keep saying it. How many of us know? Let me see your hands. You do. Some of us know. Don't stop talking it. Even when it is not looking like it is going to happen, keep saying it. Like I, said, I think on Wednesday when Pastor Akin was talking, was preaching, was talking about this dominion, and he was saying some things. The major issue that we have as believers is that we give up too easily. We give up quick. Once we press a bit, it's not going. Aha, it's not the will of God. Thank you. It's not the will of God. 
It's not the will of God. No, that's not it. That's not it. We need to have staying power. What, did, what about perseverance as a fruit of the Spirit? Is, there, Abi, is perseverance not a fruit of the Spirit? What about perseverance? What about perseverance? We give up too quick. Once it doesn't look like you push small, small, small. Ah, I beg you. You just leave it. So don't stop talking it. Keep saying it. Keep saying it until you see it. Until you see it, keep saying it. And what are you saying? You are saying what the God, word of God says. You are saying what the word of God says about a particular situation. You are saying, you keep saying what the word of God says about a particular situation. Praise the Lord. Don't stop talking it. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. And the enemy no understands us well, like I said. You know he has been around for very long before we came. So he knows, knows that these people, they not get leave out. Ah. So he will wait, wait, he will just push, push. But at that breaking point, what we say matters. At that breaking point, there's a breaking point. What we say matters. So what, what you say at that time will determine whether it will go this way or go that way. Praise the Lord. So, we must keep saying it. Keep saying what the word of God says. Keep saying what the word of God says. And the reason why, you know, we talk, we say confession, even in church we say confession, but I will encourage you to go back home and put together, I'm sure some of us do have what we say, put together confessions by yourself. Some of us cannot put it together. It's not bad for you to copy confessions. We have quite a number of confessions in church and you can take it. But ensure that you meditate on the confession before you start speaking it. So that it has entered your heart. It's not just reading words. and uh, 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 uh. It will not work. Because your heart is empty. And there's that thing, like I said, it's, 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 it's two sides of the, it's a side of, you know, of a coin. Two sides of the, of the same coin. Your heart has to believe it. It has to be real to your heart before the confession can work. Praise the Lord. So that is our mouth, our words, and our confession. Very key to dominion. Very, very key to dominion. I think I'm going to stop with, okay, the, this last one. Faith and understanding. Faith and understanding. Faith and understanding. What is understanding? And I like what's what uh, I, I got this definition from someone understanding is seeing what God is saying in pictures understanding is seeing what God is saying in pictures how many of you somebody has been talking to you talking to you and saying things and you're saying mm, I don't get it I don't understand and then the person keeps explaining and saying oh yeah 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 now I see it why do you use the word see? Why do you use the word see? So, understanding has to do with us digesting the word of God and turning it into pictures. We have to see it. We have to see it. The reason why we don't, a lot of us don't dominate is that we can't see it. Even as we have been talking since last, since last week, some people can't still see what I am saying. You have to see it. It has to, it has to be real to you like you are looking at a TV. And you are seeing, you know, you have to see it. That's understanding. 
And the only way the word of God you will understand, I didn't put that down, but very key, meditation. Meditation, meditation, meditation will turn the word. You know when we say there's logos and there's rema? will turn the logos into rema. You will see it. Once you see it, that's it. But until you see it, what did God tell Abraham? As far as your eyes can see. The problem is that a lot of us are not even seeing anything. Amen? We are not seeing anything. We have to see it. So understanding is, is, is conversion of words into pictures. 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 Can see it. Oh, now I can see. I can see. I can see it. I can see what you are saying. Even though the person is speaking words. But you are converting it into pictures. That is how God created us. And that's why your imagination is very key. Your imagination key. I'm not talking about imagination today. But your imagination is key. You have to see it. You have to see it. Said by his stripes, I am healed. What does that mean? That's just words. You have to process it. You process it so that you, it becomes clear to you. You can see it. It becomes a picture. You see yourself in good health. You see yourself that nothing is touching you. Hallelujah. So, understanding is very key. Understanding is very key. And I'm going to end. Why all this talk about dominion? Why, why are we talking about dominion? Why are we talking about dominion? I read Hebrews 2, verse 8. Of, yeah, when I, when I started. Let's, let's go back to it. It says, you have put all things in subjection under his faith. For that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But why, is, why, why, why has God put all things in subjection under us? Why? Why? Ephesians 3. Because now, you know, they, they say, the first, don't start from how, start from why, the why of a thing. When you know the why. Abi, is that not how they say it now? In the, in the knowledge world, when you know the why, then the how and everything will sort itself out. Okay, so the why. Let me tell you the why. So what is the why? Ephesians 3. Uh, NLT, please. Because NKJV has... Ephesians 3, you, have not, you are not even there yet. Okay. Ephesians 3, uh, verse, let me see. No, no, verse 8. I want to read from verse 8. He said, Paul was talking here. He says, though I am the least deserving of all God's people. Excuse me. He graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. Since I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. What's God's purpose? This is the why. God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. That's the purpose. That's the why. That's the why. And the second why is this. Can you see this? Can you see this? Harvest of the earth. 
That's the second why. Because these people will not believe until they see signs. Until they see signs. Until you are a walking miracle. Such that somebody will just come up and say, ah, you have not preached, you, you have not said accept Jesus. Mm-mm. They will just come and say, ah, it looks like you are different from all of us. And then they say, and you laugh, you smile. Well, how do you mean? You know, you ask nicely. How do you mean? Say, ah, all these things that are happening around, David, it's like you are not part of. Then you witness. You witness. But if everything that is happening to them is happening to you, what is the difference? Answer me now. What's the difference? You are poor. They are poor. Money is not even a matter of whether you believe or you don't believe. You know now. <laughs> Satan has riches plenty. Ah, ah. He's the owner now. You know he's the owner. Eh. Yes, the earth is the laws and the fullness thereof. But you, you understand. So harvest of the earth. That's the second why. There's a scripture I love so much. Romans 8. Romans 8. Because God did not leave you behind. When we, were, when we got born again, he could have just taken us up. Say, this one is born again. Ah, quickly, let's, let's snatch him. So that the enemy would... Do you understand? But he left us behind. Romans 8. Verse 19. For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day. This is the day, this is the day when God will reveal who his children really are. Has he revealed them? He has. We're the ones not coming up. We're the ones not stepping up. Hallelujah. We're the ones not stepping up. NKJV says, for the earnest expectation of the creation, eagerly awaits, eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. We're the ones not stepping up. We are falling God's hand, as you see. We are the one falling his hand now. We are falling his hand. Because we're not stepping up. Even though we're supposed to be sons, we are still children. We are behaving like children. Hallelujah. We're behaving like children. So that is the why. The why is that Jesus be revealed. The why is that Jesus be revealed. The why is that... Many sons are brought into glory. The harvest of the earth. Harvest of the earth. That's the why. The why is that <laughs> sons of God will, will arise and take over. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's rise this morning. And we're going to pray. Our time is up. The same prayer that we prayed last week. We're going to pray Ephesians 1. From verse 17. You can display it in NLT. I think that, that makes it a bit... Uh, that makes it... says, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. You want to pray that for yourself this morning. 
want to pray that for yourself this morning. Do 17 and 18 together, please, if you can. 17 and 18 together. Verse 17 and 18 together. I can't hear you. Asking God the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You're praying for yourself to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. He says, I also pray, verse 19, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. That same power is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead. And that power lives inside of us. But we do not understand it. So I want you to pray for understanding this morning. Father, grant me understanding. I need understanding. Grant me understanding. This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2, Slash 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthousenergy.org for more.